Chris. With me, as always, are Russ. Hello. And Dave. Hi. Good evening, gentlemen. How are are you doing? How am I doing? I'm exhausted. How are you doing? (laughs) I feel like crap. Still recovering from golf? What's going on? Yeah, I'm still recovering. I go, I I hit it hard, you know? Out all day. And uh, first round of the season. So I have not built up the stamina. (laughs) I feel terrible. Was it heading through the drink cart or no? No, 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 they didn't even have a, a cart girl driving around. It was very unusual. Although I don't think uh, oh. the, the course that I play that they have one at all ever. It's kind of like infrequent, which is annoying. But needless to say, still tired. Can't make it past like 9.30 at night the past week or so. So hmm. I'll be conked out in about 45 minutes. Uh. You know, speaking of carts, I read this thing on Reddit that was like the the perfect moral uh, conundrum like moral like test is whether or not you decide to put your shopping cart in the little shopping cart corral at the supermarket because if you do it you're taking time out of your day but you're doing something very helpful for like you know people that drive in they don't smash their cars into it you're collecting it make it easier for the people that work there but if you don't do it there's no consequence they can't yell at you so like why even bother doing it and there's this whole like subreddit that's just oh about this thing People talking about like whether you're like a good person or a bad person, depending on whether or not you put your cart back. You're like the Tao of poo. Like they're going to write a novel about it now. (laughs) It's a whole thing. The philosophy of returning the cart. I always put the cart back, man. You stretch the legs before you get back in the car. So one time there was a shop right where I used to live and they, they had this thing you ever see where you have to put a quarter in to get the cart out. It's like a deposit, and then when you put it back, when you latch it back in, the, you get a quarter back to yourself. What bootleg shop rate is this? <laughs> it was broke. Ass when I used to live in uh in Rockaway, oh my god, the the, the local one there. That's they had, and they're like I would always be like, wow, motherfucker, where's my quarter? <laughs> like I would actually talk about being nice. I would actually, if I had a quarter, I'd like give it to people as they were like walking up. I'm like, Hey, you need a quarter in your quarter. Cause like some of the times, all of them were linked. Like you, there was no random cart. You could just pick up the fuck. That's crazy. I know. It was like living in the Soviet union or something. Only if you had a quarter shaped penis, then it would never be a problem. <laughs> Dude, that's so ridiculous. It's not possible. Just like the iPhone shaped like a penis. Dave, how are you doing? <laughs> are you sure you're I, all right? I, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I, 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 I am. Uh, I, I'm going into this going like I probably have nothing to add to this entire conversation, so I'm just going to derail it to the point where it all has to be deleted. <laughs> you don't even know when popular movies come out. Oscar movies, forget about it. Yeah. Although you, you said you saw one, so I did. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we're coming in freezing cold <laughs> today. We're usually coming pretty hot, maybe lukewarm at the worst. But today, I would say nearly frozen with our takes about yeah. the 2021 Oscars. I have some thoughts about the whole reward uh, award shows and, I mean, movies in general. So, we'll talk a little bit. Do you want to talk about it? Should we start? Should we start? Should yeah. we start our discussion in earnest? Of course. It's the 93rd Academy Awards. My God. Uh, taking place this Sunday. Who's hosting this will be, it? Uh, 
Oh. Oh, wait. No, that was the, uh, sorry. Who was hosting it? Coming in ice cold, as we said. I'm cutting this. <laughs> <laughs> Should we just like start over? <laughs> no, I'm going to hear you tell your story about fucking the shopping cart machine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. That needs to go in. I'm, I'm leaving that. That might be the opener, actually. Should we just start over? No. <laughs> oh, here you go. So the Oscars will not have a single host and producers have made offers to talent they hope will come in to present the categories. Hope? <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> Every category, someone either comes out or not. <laughs> <laughs> they just leave the award on the stage with the card next to it and each, each nominee has to come up hey. and check the card and then walk away. If it creates some excitement. You don't never know what's going to happen. If, if someone doesn't show up, it's just the Super Bowl announcer guy. And now. He's <laughs> yeah, like each nominee has to walk up. So the first one walks up and they opens it up and it's not their name. They go, oh, and they have, to walk, they have to walk off stage. You're like very slowly just walking up. Um, so like, look, I, I said to Dave before uh, we turned on the mics, like, I have seen two Oscar-nominated movies this year. One of them is Soul for Best Animated, and the other one is Tenet for, like, sound editing or something. <laughs> that counts? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you count that, I've seen a few. Production design. Well, I, yeah. had, to, I had to go to the bottom of the list to, yeah. to, to find something that I had seen. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, of the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight Best Picture nominees, I have seen exactly zero. Russ, I know you did a little bit, a little bit of homework yeah. prior to this. So wh- wh- why don't you kind of like let us know, like which which ones did you watch, and which ones did you like? Yeah, so I just I looked at who was what was nominated. Usually, there's zero that I would want to watch, but this time there was a couple, probably three that I I do want to see. I've seen two so far, and those we'll tell you right after this break. <laughs> Come back right after this break. <laughs> now I saw Sound of Metal, and I saw Promising Young Woman. I watched, okay, which I've been meaning to watch, but I was like, you know, I finally did it because I knew we were supposed to record this, <laughs> so I figured maybe I'd watch a couple. Yeah. So of the two, which is winning the Best Picture? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Well, that's another that's another discussion, which I'm sure we don't know anything about either. Is who's the favoriting? Who's the favorites? Yeah, yeah. I'd have to read like Variety or something to find out who the favorites are, because I'm not a film noir nerd like the people who watch these art, artsy fartsy films, which is usually what get, gets nominated. But I would say this is the thing about that I have my opinion about Oscar movies a lot of times. I'll, if I do end up watching these like heavy, heavy dramas, which are the, usually the ones that get nominated for Best Picture, I always end up like, eh, it was pretty good. Like, is it an amazing film that needs to be recognized and people like patted on the back for and, you know, given it a, given a trophy for? I'm like, no, nah, not really. Uh-huh. Um, it's kind of how I feel about these two films, to be honest with you. Both like okay, I'd say the the better of the two is Sound of Metal. Yeah, I I definitely was engaged in that movie and I liked it. Uh, 
That's the one about the drummer who loses his hearing. In case somebody doesn't know, but it's pretty. It's it, it's a cool movie. It's ha- it has a lot of drama, like as far as his his life, the way it changes when he begins to lose his hearing. And but as I wouldn't be like, you know what? That's one of the best movies I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, to me, that that's that's kind of what an Oscar film feels like to me, like Gladiator, or like. Ben Hur or something. Those are the movies I think of like as best picture winners, not like yeah. a movie one of these two movies. Those like huge, big productions, historical drama kind of situation. Yeah, ones that you're gonna remember like for ten, 20 years from now. Like, oh, remember that remember when we went to see, you know, Ben Hur or you know, we went to see <laughs> Do you remember? You guys remember back in 1939 <laughs> yeah. when we went to Chris see Ben Hur? I was there. I, I was very young then. I saw like the 2011 Ben Hur. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know they remade it. I didn't know that. I mean, maybe I knew that. Did they make it 10 years ago? It's not terrible. Oh. No, not great, but not terrible. So I feel like you are describing an idealistic view of what the Oscar winner should be, and, and I don't disagree with you. I, I yes, I think. But if we were to go right now and probably name the last 20 years of the best movie. Mm-hmm. Best movie that won or best movie the, that we like? The, be- the best movie that won. Okay. I would probably say the majority of that list, maybe outside of five, would probably be similar to what would win this year. Like one that's like, eh. Or I watched it, it was fine, but it's not what you just said, what it should that, be. That's true, but I, I think that's a... So if you... I don't know if you guys remember, like, it, it wasn't... A, that, I feel like the voting has changed. Their their whole mentality's changed. That's the reason that that is true. What do you mean? Maybe I'm. I want to say 15 years ago, it, it ended up they were really heavily into um, nominating and loving these like kind of like the Fargo type film, just the Coen Brothers movie in general, instead of the epic film. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's sort of continued to now. Um, I mean, there's exceptions in there. Yeah. But. I, I think it's hard to go back and look at some of these winners because they, they really are all over the place. I have the list in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like the last 10 or 15? And I bet you. If you, well, I'm looking now, I'll call out like a couple, a couple ones that sort of make sense and a couple that are like the opposite. So Gladiator won in 2000, Return of the King won in 2003. And then there isn't really like a big ass movie like that, like those two that won. Um, but you do have movies like No Country for Old Men. You've got uh, 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 Spotlight, Moonlight, Parasite, like these like very small, much smaller mm-hmm. movies, like much smaller. But it's all because then a couple of years ago, you had Guillermo del Toro win for Shape of Water, which is like this weird fantasy yeah, monster that, that love story. Like, what are right they there. doing? Yeah. All right. Pause for a second. Right. Let's do a similar exercise to what you just said. I'm going to name the five movies in a row from like 1991 through 95. Dances with Driving Wolves. Driving Miss Daisy. Dances oh, with Wolves is 91. Silence of the Dancing Lambs. Dancing with Daisy. Oh. Silence of the Lambs, <laughs> Unforgiven, 
Schindler's List, Forrest Gump, and then it goes into Braveheart. I think every, all of those yeah. movies, whether you like them or not, like you know those movies exist. Incredible films. Everybody knows them. Everybody's seen them probably if you're a movie buff. Okay. Right. So the last five years, Parasite, Green Book, Shape of Water, <laughs> Moonlight, and Spotlight. <laughs> totally and, different animal there. And, yeah. And That's my man. point. That's my point. Yeah, exactly. You know, what's funny though. They, they end up a lot of times they'll nominate a film of the, of the ilk that I'm speaking about, but it never wins. You know, like this, this might come a shock to you if you don't remember, but Mad Max Fury Road was nominated. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that's, yeah. Good. Well, they, 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 in 2009, they added to the number of nominees, right? It had always been five. And I think they opened it up to up to 10 could be nominated. And that was mm-hmm. in direct response to like the Dark Knight not getting nominated and them realizing like, we have to nominate movies that people know. So like Avatar was nominated in 2009, Inception 2010. <laughs> you got like, I don't know. I'm not sure what the big movie of 2011 was. Moneyball out of these options? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, uh, I don't even know what the artist is. <laughs> the artist is that silent film. Oh, for Christ's sake. It's like with that French guy. It's, oh, it's not good. It's are you kidding good. me? I mean, <laughs> that one? That's what yeah. I mean. Like, yeah. I guarantee you I didn't watch that year. <laughs> I remember I watched that on DVD six months after the Oscars and I went, oh man, that was not very good. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I don't have any shame in telling people I didn't watch these movies because I, this is not the kind of movies I want to watch. Like, I actually, that year, I watched War Horse. It was meh. Mm-hmm. That's that Spielberg film. It's pretty good, It's but it's nothing to write home about. Right. Um, the one the year after that is probably the one where I saw the most films, which is 2012. I saw, I saw Argo. I saw Zero Dark Thirty. I saw Lincoln. So Django Unchained. The only one I really loved out of those is Zero Dark Thirty. But I'm, I've never seen that movie. Although I really liked Life of Pi. You did? Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was like it was different. It was weird. It was gorgeous. But uh, yeah, I mean, just the the picks are kind of all over the place. So, and then I guess we can tie this back to what we how we started. The the um. Favorite, according to DraftKings right now, is Nomadland, which is that like what seems to be very quiet Francis McDormand pseudo real life uh, movie about people that live in RVs and just travel the country and work in Amazon distro centers. I think. Wow. Um, the director is, I think, Chloe Zhao, who's doing Eternals, which is coming out in November. So like mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. a bit of a change of pace. Yeah. Uh, but that feels like that type of really quiet, small you know, like um, emotional movie. I, I obviously I didn't see it, so I, I, I could be completely m- misreading it, but like that is the leader right now, the favorite. Um, then you've got Sound of Metal is uh, plus 5,000. So <laughs> 50, 50 to 1. You got 50 to yeah. 1 for Sound of Metal. It's like second worst. Promising Young Woman is 17 to 1. And the, the one I watched was Mank. Really? Did you have you ever seen Citizen Kane? Yeah, I've never seen Citizen Kane, so and, I feel like I need to watch that. To watch, we're making fun of me about that a couple of episodes ago. For what? Not seeing Citizen Kane? I think it was Russ. It, I think it was Russ. Go back to the videotape, making fun of me of like 
of me not knowing any movies and then saying like next week's is review of the brand new movie Citizen Kane or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, I was I was actually making fun of Chris when I said oh. Citizen Kane. <laughs> and he never saw it. I was right. You're right. You're exactly right. Wasn't any good. It was a David Fincher movie. I feel like I should have seen Mank, but um, it was fine. <laughs> I, I mean, it, I, it, the cat. I mean, it has a really good cast. It was. I mean, it's it was filmed in black and white, and not just like converted in black and white. It was filmed like like the camera was a black and white camera or whatever. Um, clearly, a ton of effort put into like, the script was strong. Um, it was kind of cool, but again, it's it was. I went into it really honestly not knowing what it was about. And I was about 30 <laughs> minutes into it. I'm like, gosh, this is like Citizen Kane feel to it. Oh <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> weird how that worked like that. Yeah, weird. <laughs> Shit. You know. I mean, for what it's worth, Nomadland won the drama Golden Globe in whatever that was, February. Um, they do drama and comedy. So Borat won for comedy, another movie I did not see and is not nominated. No, but she's nominated as a supporting actress, which is kind of a shock. Maria Bakalova. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you ever think a Borat movie would be nominated for an Academy Award? <laughs> no, especially no. Thinking about the first one, but I guess that's, <laughs> that's, that's the other thing Dave and I were talking about before was like when, if you kind of think about the crop of movies that are like available last year was a weird year, right? Like they pushed off so many movies. Many of them were blockbuster popcorn movies anyway, I guess. But like the ones that you have here are, I don't know. They're, they're, they're weird. They're like specifically designed to win Oscars, not like pull people into the movie theater. Right. True. And we'll probably see a lot more of this now that movies don't have to hit some sort of, threshold to grab actual screen time at a theater right it could just bank was netflix whatever was amazon like sound of metals amazon it's it's easier for these movies to be made in some way is that true is that these weren't released in theaters at all like not even for a month so that they qualified Uh, with like in some like select markets or something usually that's a requirement but you never know in this day and age they might have Got rid of it. They may have changed it for this year. Uh, because they also moved the Oscars from, I think they're in March to end of April now. So Because remember last year, I think it was last year or two years ago, that they those people actually released that seven-hour like O.J. Simpson documentary in theaters just so it could be nominated for an Oscar. That was a couple of years ago. That when was, you want to go see that, David, a seven-hour movie in a theater? I felt like I did that when I watched Justice League. I was just wondering, more, more importantly, is it, does Chris have a Borat in him at all or not? Um, you know, not on <laughs> command, but he might show up at some point. Very <laughs> nice. We, uh, we, we do quote that movie a lot in this house <laughs> when we ask somebody to do, could you, could you do the dishes or could you like take the garbage? I was like, uh, go do this, go do this, take the garbage. <laughs> But it is of no particular accent or character. It's just the words. Six a dime. <laughs> They're nice. I thought much? that's when it showed up when you were about to have sex. Like, you want six a uh, dime? That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. That's how we talk dirty. <laughs> uh, I guess not. Anyway. 
The other movies, I, I want to see Trial of the Chicago 7. That's the other one I want to watch. Speaking of that, Borat. I have not yet. That's the one where Borat is nominated as a supporting actor for, for an Academy Award. Oh, is he? Not as Borat, but. Yes, he is. Yeah, he's nominated. Supposedly, he's really good in it. So. Yeah, that was a uh, Aaron Sorkin joint. If he does that accent in it, it's definitely going to be worth it. But <laughs> imagine watching it, hoping that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. He didn't do the yeah. care. He do the voice. <laughs> the fuck? They're not guilty. <laughs> the Chicago 7. Uh, I feel like Dave is doing his regular work in the background. Yeah. He signed on to his uh, work. <laughs> his work account. Online. <laughs> He's like, who's Aaron I, Sorkin? I have, pro- pro- I have a project due. No, I'm. This is where I the list of all the movies that I haven't seen. I will tell you that of the award shows that I've watched in the past year that have been oddly hosted in person, but then guests or guests, um, nominees are there in person or via Zoom and they try to do it. It's just real hard to watch. It's just like not fun. It's watching a Zoom call and slash like train crash happening when they're like technical difficulties, it's horrible and it's weird to not have them in person. I think you are required to go in person to these Oscars. If like you want to get an award, um, mm. but I don't know if they're doing it outside. It's, it's just, I don't know. There might be a host and there may not be. Yeah. It's going to be weird. We'll see how long I last. It better not be on till like one o'clock in the morning. I'll tell you that. I usually go after 11 o'clock Eastern though. They like, yeah. 11, 11, 10 usually on a Sunday night. The only good thing about that is, is making fun of the people that are there. So if you can't watch people show up in person, what's the point? <laughs> that was, yeah, that was like a favorite pastime a couple of years ago, just going to a friend of mine's house and just roasting the Oscars or golden globes for like three hours. Golden globes are better. Cause at least they have TV. You're going to know at least some shows, but Oscars. And you had years of Ricky. Oh God! How many years in a row did he must do? watch? Much watch. He is. It was amazing. I feel like he did it like three years in a row. Then, then there was like backlash, but then they brought him back later when it was okay to bring him back. He's the best host ever. The last one he did was phenomenal. That's the time where they had that thing of Tom Hanks being like, "Whoa!" <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> believe some joke he said. <laughs> the the Matt Damon Van Affleck thing is the best one. The best burn. I think he's ever done though. What was that? It's the one where Matt Damon's coming out to present. And he's like, and now the only person Ben Affleck hasn't cheated on Matt Damon. (laughs) (laughs) And Matt Damon's face was like, he was like, really? He was like, Oh my, he like looked back to Ricky. He's like, (laughs) (laughs) he just doesn't care. That guy. He's like, she's like Sasha Baron Cohen a little, you know, those two guys just don't give a shit. (laughs) Moving on. Let's, I think we should move on to maybe another, maybe we could do a watch through because has Dave seen the Shang-Chi teaser? No. What is this? Oh yeah. All right. All right. You guys want to do like a, one of our things where we actually talk while the, (laughs) the teaser is playing and not just (laughs) sit there in dead silence. (laughs) Yeah, so let's close out the Oscars just to say, hey, we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Maybe we'll watch on Sunday. Who knows? But also today, 
uh, the Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings teaser trailer came out. We talked about this movie a little bit in our like 2021 movies movie preview episode, I don't know, a month ago. And I think the three of us were like, what even is this? <laughs> so I watched the trailer earlier. It looks like a lot of martial arts and Aquafina, who I'm starting to like. I didn't use I didn't like her at first, but now I, I kind of like her. And I have no idea what the movie's about. Um, should we should we try to do a, a yeah. watch along? Let's do our first true watch along. All right. Well, what we should do is not share our screen or audio because you can't hear shit. I recommend we all just hit play at the same time <laughs> on our own computers. Does that seem reasonable? I don't know. Will we get it at the exact same time or? All right. So the last time we did or tried to do a watch along, the Justice League trailer came out and we were all too enraptured and didn't say anything for like three and a half minutes. So I had to <laughs> yeah. like cut around it. Did you have it? Everybody's got it? Got it. Three, two, one, play. Uh, so what are you guys doing September 3rd? Are we, are we watching that? <laughs> oh, Lord. It's like another typical Marvel movie. I mean, so this guy, his name's Chang Chi, master of, he's like the master of karate or some shit. I'm like, I don't know, it looks lame as hell. I yeah. Don't I don't know. It looks fine. Like, it looks perfectly fine for like a martial arts action movie, right? I, I, I don't, I, in a, if you're going to tease this, I feel like if you were to tease this character that we really don't know, it would have helped to show somebody that we knew like in this movie. Like if you put Samuel Jackson's face, obviously if they were to do that, they'd make it like a stinger or whatever. But you'd have to, I feel like they should have incorporated someone else that we recognize to be like, he's also part of what everything else is going on. Like he knows Winter Soldier or he's friends with, it takes place in San Francisco. Isn't that where fucking Ant-Man takes place? Like maybe he knows Ant-Man or something. Like, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know if you, I, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know if you need that, but, uh-huh. but, but what maybe you do, because what this trailer did not do at all is like give you any sense of what the fuck this is about. Yeah. <laughs> like you have no idea. Like you don't care who this, like just some fucking guy who does Kung Fu in a bus. Like, I don't know. It was just. <laughs> only on the bus. Only on a bus. He it's, won't do it on the subway. He won't do it on the sidewalk. It's speed, but yeah. I don't know. Oh, is it speed with Kung Fu? <laughs> Watch that. I mean, take it is a tra- teaser trailer, so it is a long teaser trailer, so it kind of seems like a real trailer, but there should be something of substance maybe in their actual trailer. <laughs> God, you hope so. All you see is that guy with a mask. I guess that's going to be the guy who's like his nemesis. Is, is that long for a teaser trailer? It is. That's Very, a lot of. It's probably a minute longer than you normally get for a teaser. I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll probably see it. But like, right. I want to talk shit about it. Like, we're going to talk about it on this podcast at some point. Probably. Right. No, totally. I'll, I'll definitely obliterate it on this podcast. <laughs> what if you love it, though? You can. You. You guys know they definitely are are catering towards the Asian market, though, with a lot, some of these films. I Um, I feel like this is one of them because it's such a huge market now. Like China, they get so much bank if a a movie picks up there. So, yeah, it's twofold. I mean, that cast was entirely 
Asian actors that if in the teaser trailer that you don't see in superhero movies. So great for representation. But yes, at the same time, it would appeal to the continent <laughs> that is basically mm-hmm. half of the global box office, right? Like, yeah, that makes total sense. It's a it's a smart business move. Yeah. Uh, yep. If they write a half a decent story, great. <laughs> like, that's all everybody wins. God, that's the thing we're lacking. So if it, if it is somewhat cogent and makes sense, then that'll make all the difference. Yeah. The difference between Justice League, Joss Whedon, and Justice League, Zack Snyder, you know? Yeah, Shang-Chi, let's bring it. September. Black Widow, you guys going to pay 30? Are we going to pay $30 each to watch Black Widow? Or should we do that like at someone's house in the backyard, like on a script, like do a projector, have a little bar? Is it November? Black Widow is like July. It's like July 9th or something. <gasps> WTF. They moved it. <sighs> but it is 30 bucks. <sighs> I don't know about that. I'll, I'll probably get it. You guys come over here. We'll find a way to... I mean, we we paid for Mulan when that came out because it felt like, a, like an event and it was the three of us were going to go to the movie theater. It would have cost triple that probably. So it's like whatever. Right. Um, so I'd see. That one looks good. So are you guys... Uh, are you guys watching Winter Soldier? We haven't talked about Winter Soldier, Falcon Winter Soldier at all. I, yeah, I've watched what I guess was five or six episodes out. I've watched all of them, I think. Yeah. It's pretty trash. I was going to not, <laughs> I was going to not watch it. And then like this past weekend, we had heard that that last episode that came out on Friday was like the best one. So we still watched it. Um, was it? Was it the best one? It was it was the best turd of of the turds. Uh, the least the least smelly of the turds. The least smelly. <laughs> I've only watched episode one. I mean, you just don't. I, I just can't go with the fact that you like you literally don't give a crap about either of these two main characters. And I mean, it gets a little with what they do with the Captain American character who is his own disaster in his own right. And they kind of actually like play that out of him becoming more of a disaster, which is kind of interesting. Uh-huh. Um, but not great. Yeah. I'll tell you, I don't know if you guys, I don't think we talked about it. I don't know if you guys saw the, the new Loki trailer that came out. I don't know, a couple weeks ago. I'm, I'm super in on that show. I'm ready for it. Really? Haven't seen it. No. It's like it's it's Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson are like <laughs> Owen Wilson is in the show. And it just seems like the right person to put across from that character. And they just seem like they had like pretty good chemistry. The movie looks like it's about like again, like time travel or dimensional travel or something, like wild shit happening. It looks insane. I thought the trailer made it look pretty good. That I'm actually kind of looking forward to. When uh Falcon Winter Soldier, I haven't watched more than twenty-two minutes of at this point. I would say by comparison, and, and per our friend Mitch Metalhead's text the other day, this, this Titan show is fucking incredible. And you put that, you put that, you put that side by side with what this dog shit is. It even makes it seem <laughs> like worse. Wow. It is, it is so good. So uh, Titans is basically live action char- uh, characters of Teen Titans. So that was a cartoon totally for kids. 
uh, Lawrence watched it. So I've seen a bunch of those episodes when he was younger and he watched it. So you have, um, it's Robin is kind of like the main character. And then there's a collection of other heroes that come together and whatever. And in the cartoon, it's, it's what you would expect for episodic and just they tackle on different shit. This is dark as hell, bloody and gory and freaking twisted. Just really enjoyable. Um, I'm only like six or seven episodes into the first season. Season three was green lighted. It's out later this year. So I will probably finish binging this season and next pretty quickly. Cool. It's a resounding review. I definitely watch that. Not if, if, if no one had told me about that it was good, I would probably never watch it. Cause I, don't give a shit about Robin or Stargirl or whoever else is in it. But if it's cool, I'll watch it. I, I wouldn't care about them either, but it's, I mean, it, I mean, it, it, the, it starts off with Robin who is, has left Batman's tutelage. He's gone off on his own. Like he is his style and approach and kind of how he wants to fight injustice is different. He's violent. He kills, he does whatever. So I don't know if that's more Nightwing. I don't know if that's where it's going. And uh, so it, t- it takes place in Detroit. And then these other characters that kind of, they're equally as dark and fucked up. And it's a totally different take on that storyline. Cool. I don't know. I don't know shit about this show. It's been on <laughs> since 2018. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what they used to launch their streaming service at the time. DC, had, DC started their own streaming service. Oh. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Right, you're right, huh? I always remember the you know the the whole thing was they showed that you know red band trailer and Robin's like, "Fuck Batman!" <laughs> I was like, rolled my eyes big time at that. It's probably why I never watched it. <laughs> well, there right. we have it. What are you more excited about this weekend? Watching the Oscars mm-hmm. or Mortal Kombat? I think I'm more excited to watch Mortal Kombat. Because I have been playing Mortal Kombat games since probably 1995. I have never, just like Justice League, I have never seen the original. And now I refuse because the new one's about to come out. So I'm only going to experience the new one. It's only going to be based on my video game experience, not having seen the movie before. So I am more excited to to watch Mortal Kombat than the Oscars because as uh, we referenced 25 minutes ago, I have no fucking clue what's even nominated, let alone what I would like to win. So... That's where I'm coming in. What are, what are you guys more excited for? Uh, Mortal Kombat, for sure. I mean, yeah, I have middling interest. At, if I, I, like, I'll probably do a thing where I won't even bother watching till the end to see who the best picture <laughs> winner is. Because, <laughs> they you know, it's like the last thing they do, pretty much. Yeah. Mortal Kombat, I love, love the original. I uh, can't anticipate this being something that I end up loving, but it looks entertaining, at least. A lot of fighting. I like fighting. Maybe it's going to be Mortal Kombat characters are going to be the hosts of the Oscars and like <sighs> fatalities to people that yeah. don't win. <laughs> Everyone has to get up on stage. And get then, over here. Yeah, and then if you don't win, Scorpion does a fatality to you on live TV. Yeah, the guy's like weaving back and forth. Finish him. Yeah, Sasha Baron Cohen gets his head uppercut off of his body. Scorpion, like, yeah, spears Sasha Baron Cohen through the eyeball and, like, rips his head off. David Fincher is frozen, like, in Terminator, then blasted into a thousand ice pieces. 
That's for Mank. <laughs> you lost. You lost. <laughs> you lose. Well, enjoy the Oscars and Mortal Kombat. Watch them both at the same time. <laughs> Thanks everybody for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.